listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and I was wondering the other the other day what what is marriage? The Google Dictionary I just searched <laughs> in live time defines marriage as the legally or formally recognized union of two people as partners in a personal relationship, a combination or mixture of two or more elements. And everyone knows that the best kind of marriage has the two elements called love and trust. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, apparently not, Brad. (laughs) And we're here to talk about a movie, too, actually. And that movie is called What's Love Got to Do With It? Got to do, got to do with it. No, no, wrong wrong one. Indeed, indeed. I thought this movie came out a while ago, actually. Yeah. We're a little late on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Angela Bassett was so good in it. She's so good in it. (laughs) (laughs) Director... Shakar Kapoor and writer Jamima Khan featuring Zoe Stevenson finally, by the way, in a film without a problematic co-star that's in desperate need of legal help. And Mim Sheikh as Farouk. Two leads, childhood friends. One grows up to be a very successful doctor, and that's Farouk. And Lily James' character, Zoe, she grows up to be a world-renowned documentarian, or at least an award-winning one. That makes you world-renowned, right? In some, some circles of the world, yes. So her childhood buddy says, it's about time that I settle down and get married. And she's like, ooh, dish, who's the sexy lady you've fallen in love with over the course of 6 to 15 months? And he says, well, I haven't met her yet in my Pakistani culture. I'm going to go down the route of an assisted marriage, in the past known as an arranged marriage, where his parents assist him along with a love guru that has a more official title than that. I just don't remember. <laughs> matchmaker. Find him a per- yeah, a matchmaker. Thank you. Love guru. Find him the perfect mate for life. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so Zoe, with her expertise, is all like, can I film that? I think that's... That's pretty hard-hitting documentarian stuff. She had no idea that such a thing still existed in our modern times. And he's all like, okay, because I'm in love with you. I mean, because it is a very interesting topic. You should be around me all the time and film it. <laughs> also, Emma Thompson is here, everyone. Yay. She plays Zoe's mom in a interesting performance. She's the drunk mom. Drunk mom. <laughs> she is she is the the mom who's trying so hard to be cool and to be with it, 
that she kind of falls short every time. Yeah. And yet everything she says manages to be inappropriate. And offensive. And... <laughs> yeah. She's, she's so like... woke or whatever that she's just, yeah. Even just making breakfast, she's offensive. It's it's pretty fun. I, I'm a huge fanboy for Emma Thompson, so that's one of the reasons why I was excited to see this. But with me to talk about this, someone who, if you are getting married and want to know what your dream home should look like, Melina could draw it up oh, for you. <laughs> you have a theme, Brad. It's awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and also with us, someone who knows that the perfect marriage is when two people live in harmony. Oh, my God. Is, is with us. <laughs> Thank you, Bradley. I knew it. I was just like, how is he going to phrase How's it? How is he going to get there? Yeah. <laughs> I have a very, very boring uh, marital advice. I've been married for 17 years as of June. And when people are like, how do you make it work? I'm all like, oh, you know, common goals and tolerance. And values. <laughs> and uh, yeah, similar core values. All very boring stuff that hot. would be really lame in a movie. Very hot. But yeah, you know, I'm like we still like holding hands. Look at me. I'm going to blush if I start thinking Aww. about holding hands with my wife. Aww. <laughs> That's why you have I mean, a million kids. He's got kids, nine Brad. kids for those of you who are listening. <laughs> so, if you think that that if you think that advice doesn't serve you well, then... well, yes, I think I think it's very good advice, just not very thematic for you know a rom com. Now, let's start there. Do you guys think this is a rom com or more of a character study? Oh, this is I think the definition of a rom com. It's just been so long yeah. since I've seen one. Yeah, please elaborate. Well, I think that what makes this a rom period, calm period, is the fact that mm -hmm. if you watch the trailer for this, or I would even venture the first half of the trailer, if you've ever seen one of these films in your life, you can absolutely picture entirely where it is going to end up. Oh, yeah. What these, char what these characters are going to go through, what the ultimate conflict is going to be. And if you're sitting there wondering, well, maybe it's one of these that takes the road less traveled and decides to take a more artful or more realistic approach, I'm sorry to tell you it's not one of those. <laughs> no. I was bamboozled by the ending because I was all like, oh, we're headed here? But yeah. there's no okay. chemistry. There's none. Zero chemistry. Oh, my God. <laughs> No. Do, do you agree with that harmony? Or are you... Z none. Zero. It was like the most boring romance. <laughs> like, oh, God, these people. Like the only thing, oh, honestly, the, the guy who plays, what's the main character's name? I can't remember their names. I just remember Lily James. The, uh, I recognize him from Discovery. He was played a, a Klingon in Discovery. In oh, Discovery. cool. Yeah, that, he's that guy for who, um, who, uh, is in disguise as a human the first season? Yeah. So I was he like, oh, cute. it's that guy. <laughs> and then other than that, I didn't care about this movie, like, literally at all. <laughs> they could not make <laughs> yeah. you care. And I think that it's one of those films. That, I think that, yeah, again, it is one of those films where I'm like, this is so paint by numbers mm -hmm. just from the premise alone that unless they, from the very beginning, decide to just totally spin this on its head, 
and take you on a direction that you weren't expecting, then yeah, it's impossible to really feel anything in the way of suspense or yearning for these people to get together. Yeah. Because your part of you is like, well, I know they're gonna. Yeah. And the movie seems to know that. And it doesn't really even, it doesn't seem to care whether or not they put two actors or even two characters together who you feel even should be together other than them just being like, well, well, that's just what we're going to do. Because I wrote it that way. <laughs> you know? No. And uh, yeah, I was, I was completely lost watching this like with the comedy, even the, uh, Mo like, uh, the matchmaker. Yeah. Mo. Mo the Matchmaker, played by Asim Shadri. I thought he was irreverently silly, and yeah, was... I enjoyed his his you know his B roll routine and kind of how I don't want to say weird a matchmaker would be, but he had jokes. He had jokes. Emma Thompson yeah. had jokes. They were offensive, but they were jokes. Yeah. Um, I didn't laugh because I was like, Ugh. but you the, know the, two, the two of them are the comedy of this film, and mm-hmm. they yeah. each have one joke through the entire thing, which is. Yeah. She's offensive in a way that's supposed to be charming, and she's drunk, so it's supposed to be like, ha ha, oh my god, isn't it so oh, drunk cute mom. and awkward that she's doing this, right. until she has to have her moment of truth at the end. And his character, the matchmaker, his whole joke is, oh, I'm saying things that are of the TikTok generation, and it's... I'm so kind cool. of awkward in this situation, and it's like, ha ha, do you recognize that young kids say this now? And that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's, those are the jokes. So that's the reason why when you said, is this a rom-com? I was like, not really. I didn't care about the romance and I didn't care about the comedy. <laughs> I would say it kind of falls flat on both. Yeah. It seeks to be both and yet and manages to fail manages on to do them nothing. Both. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kazim played by Shazid Latif, but has the childhood friend Zoe Stevenson played by Lily James. And Kazim, it's not his fault, because I do think his type of character would be kind of fun in a rom-com, maybe just not as the lead, because he's very, would you guys say stoic and uptight and has nothing really, anything to say to anyone, just kind of talks like this as a performance. I wouldn't say stoic because I think he's full of shit, but yeah, he's absolutely (laughs) uptight. Do you think he's purposefully full of shit? Is that maybe the character? Yes, he's in absolute denial, which is one of the things that annoyed me about this movie because you talked about how they refer to what he's doing as assisted marriage. And if I think the movie had decided that it actually wanted to have a more nuanced discussion about what that is in in the modern world, that would be that would be awesome. Uh, But it's like the movie wants to say that this is something that could work Mm -hmm. and this is something that people should have the discussion or they should think about trying. And yet they also talk about, they also allude to the fact that his parents have disowned his sister. Yes. Oh, they don't allude to it. They said right out. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's like they do, they discuss the fact that his sister was disowned by the family because she opted to choose the person that she loved outside of her cult, like outside of her culture, outside of what her family wanted. And I'm like, the movie never really seems to know what it wants to say about that. 
it just tries to throw them both out there like, well, maybe the Western world just doesn't have a good grasp on what this, on what arranged marriage actually is and what it entails. And yet at the same time, it also wants to kind of look at it and say, well, isn't this outdated and kind of barbaric? And I'm like, well, I don't see you finding a way to really bridge the gap at all. Uh, I actually found it kind of offensive. Like it was, uh, it was almost like I I would have watched this if it had been an actual documentary about, about an assisted marriage um i feel like that would have been a lot more interesting and have a lot more nuance and a lot more discussion because we did so much of going the back and forth with lily james character that and how miserable and unhappy she is that we lose focus on figuring out this interesting cultural um phenomenon right so where i don't know if that's the right word i'm just saying words now um (laughs) I just do that. Uh, this cultural um, situation that we don't, in a Western world, we don't experience. And I I feel like they've really did a disservice to show like like one couple, which I think was is like the the brother of our our main character. His relationship seemed to be successful, but like everything else seemed to be dreadful (laughs) you know what i mean like all the romantic pairings were just not not a happy situation and i feel like that's you know not a great place for a a rom-com to come from you know it would have been it would have helped had maybe this been from the perspective of the prospective bride yes of our main character because i was i I thought that was the most interesting Yeah, I liked her as well. And I was like, I think that's an interest. If you're going to talk about the pros and cons of assisted or arranged marriages, then I think that's the perspective that I would have liked to see. Someone who is from this culture. Yeah, exactly. It's like someone who's from this culture and has misgivings about it, but from a place of experience and a way that would actually shed a lot of light on what are really the, 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 what is the good and the bad of something like that? Because as with any kind of culture, you're going to see a lot of uh, positives and negatives for how these relationships are entered into. And I was like, I could watch a whole movie about this girl. Yeah. Like, because she's trying to bridge that gap between kind of a, a more modern or Western life right. and this traditional, you know, family that's so important to her she's a much more interesting character absolutely yeah well and then sadly like the most heat and like spicy stuff we get out of this romantic comedy is a text on a phone and uh the scene works i was like who who's this texting muy caliente but that being the hottest moment in your film it's not our main character yikes <laughs> now i will defend this film, I don't think it's intentionally being like, look how stupid this culture is. I really don't think that's what it's doing at all. No. There is a quick throw, uh, throwaway line where Helena, one of Zoe's bestest friends, played by Alice Or Ewing, who's fine, she has a, a quick, oh, my husband's a piece of shit and we got married and fell in love and now he sucks. You and now know? he's and, cheating on her, yeah. Yeah, so that's like, oh, okay, so it's not saying that marriage is good or bad in any light. I think it's just mostly saying it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's just no argument ever really gets rooms to 
to breathe. It's it's almost a two hour movie, so it should have time. But then I, I can't do any better. Maybe is what I'm saying. <laughs> like my movie would be very boring. I'm just well, glad you brought that up because I watched this a week ago and I forgot mm-hmm. about that subplot. It's so yeah, fast. Completely. Yeah. And she spends you, and then, so much time at her it. friend's house and you barely even remember that that happens, you know? And I mean, and then like nothing happens with that. Like she just. Yeah. Nothing happens with she it. She still sees. Still, yeah. Oh, she yeah. still sees her friends and her nieces and tells them fairy tales that are kind of fun, but, you know, also a little jaded oh I very suppose. jaded well she she tells stories to those kids so that she can project Process. <laughs> yeah her oh. own her own personal issues with the fact yeah. that she clearly does have feelings for the guy that she is documenting her longtime best friend and she is trying to come at it from a place that's fair she's trying to come from a place that's neutral and just finding it incredibly difficult it's just that I'm like, yeah, if it had just been her babysitting and mm-hmm. telling these little stories, that would have been fine. But I'm like, yeah, like you said, Harmony, it does seem like that subplot is yet another one of the film's attempts to make a point about how there are so many facets to marriage and across all cultures, so many things can go horribly wrong with it. And yet they just don't wrap it up. It's almost like they forget about it. Yeah. You know, let's walk the aisle <laughs> to... Can we run the other I direction? never want to walk the aisle in any culture after watching this movie. I know. Like, this if okay. this ruins marriage for everybody. That, that was a bad segue. That was a crash and burn segue. Let's go into our thoughts. Uh, Melina, would you start, please? Well, like you said, Brad, I don't think that this is a hateful film, uh, really, at all. I think that one thing I did admire it for was that I like that it tries to introduce some competing ideas and it also tries to it also tries to play it not safe but fair with a lot of it where it's like hey you know what western marriage has absolutely it absolutely has perks to it and marriages that are arranged or assisted however you want to define it they have perks and they have negatives it's just a matter of meeting in the middle and what i think the film wants to say is that regardless of how you enter into a marriage, the most important thing about it is what happens after you've said the vows? You know, what is it that defines this relationship that from that point forward has to be a team effort? And I think, yeah, the most important arrangement of any marriage should be between those who are going into it. Unfortunately, it's just, it's beset with a lot of humor that I think doesn't really land. I've never in my life thought this before, but I don't think Emma Thompson needed to be in this film at all. And Lily James, as much as I like her as an actress, I found her character to just be kind of bland. Like I said, I've forgotten most of this film since I saw it last week. And that (laughs) makes it almost impossible for me to recommend it. I certainly am not excited to go back and see it. I'm not angry that I did, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, it was one of those rom-coms. They're a dime a dozen. This is, un- just, this is unfortunately one of them. I'm going to give this f- four and a half out of ten reasons why I absolutely hate the word fine. <laughs> That's fine. Very nice. Harmony. I was really hoping for like more comedy or more introspection or more 
cultural information that that for a culture I'm not a part of would be cool and I don't feel like I got any of it I I definitely did not get the romance I didn't get the comedy I didn't get anything that I I was looking forward to I think it gets kind of tricky for me that I'm you know from a western culture um and I'm you know married in the traditional western way or whatever to like really speak on like how those marriages other cultures marriages work right so i and i just i didn't get why we had to have the a white girl (laughs) tell the story (laughs) you know what i mean and then we focus so much on her like that's what that's what i thought was offensive it was just that they really made this like you know all about this white girl, but we could have learned so much more about the culture. And I think it would have been a lot more meaningful and impactful if we had done that. Um, I, I liked her with the kids. I liked her with her, her friend's kids. Like I thought that was very sweet. Even when she was falling apart and telling them stories, the bizarre uh, fairy tales, <laughs> um, which of course started out with Cinderella. And I thought that was kind of a cute, Hey, ah, she played Cinderella. I get it. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> so, um, so that, but that was like, that was my own, my own joke. I made up for myself. It wasn't ever like says explicitly in the movie. Um, that's funnier though. Harmony. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I made the movie funnier. Okay. <laughs> But honestly, I did not care for this movie at all. I I sat through it and it felt like it dragged for me and wholly unsatisfied with, with the ending. You go, know, like within the first five minutes, what's going to happen? Um, I'm going to, oh God, I'm going to give this movie, uh, I'm going to give it, mm, let's say a 3.8 out of 10 henna tattoos. <laughs> Hey, that's nice. So I just had the hardest time immersing myself in this film. Because when they would talk about marriage, they didn't really talk about marriage at all. You know, like, so what was, what's your marriage like? And the character she's interviewing would be like, when we first met, I'm like, that's not what she asked. But okay, yeah, that's young lovers. Everybody has a hot, steamy young lover story. We're talking about marriage, right? And the film's like, eh, kind of boring. So it (laughs) avoids that completely. And there were some other things that I thought would be grand, like Emma Thompson's here, but I think she's just here to have fun, you know, like Adam Sandler when he goes on vacation with his crew. And, you know, we know how those movies turn out. But at least he's the star of those films. I know, just, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. I've I've also seen, like, way too many amazing films about other cultures and how they uh, express an experience and commit to lifelong commitments, etc. Like when they were doing the disowned daughter because she married outside of her religion. I was like, oh, oh, oh just, just like Tevia. Just like Tevia's struggle in Fiddler on the Roof. This is going to be amazing. And then when it wasn't amazing, I was like, eh? Isn't that a slam dunk story set up? Yeah. Another one of those where you're like, why was the movie about them? Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a better, would have been much more interesting for sure. It almost plays out in a toothless way. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And toothless is adorable from How to Train Your Dragon. So I'm going to (laughs) stop ranting. 
So let's go with 5 out of 10. That's not a laundry machine door in your bathroom. It's a houseboat window. Cool. (laughs) And again, I'd laugh if I could remember the scene. (laughs) To send you all away and show there's much worse comedy out there, the joke I was going to tell to Frank. Oh, Jesus. Would you you guys like to hear it? Yes. Ladies like to hear it. Okay. This one goes out to the Game of Thrones fans. Why did Jon Snow give the king of the free folk beyond the wall his own little dinghy and oars? Why, Brad? Because he wanted to invent a romance radar. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, for Christ's sake. (laughs) I think that's worse than the movie, Brad. Somewhere Frank just felt a tingle go up his spine. Yeah, He's going to be asking himself why all night. Poor Frank. 